You're listening to a Marcus Sahaba online radio podcast. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome this afternoon. It's al-fiqhu ala al-madhahib al-arba'a. Fiqh according to the four schools of thought. Continuing with our hajj series where we look at the five days of hajj in detail. Let's welcome Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain to the program. Mufti Sahab, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته جزاك الله خيرا عفيز إبراهيم موسى بارك الله فيكم take a look at the process of getting into ihram and thereafter proceeding through the rites of the five days of hajj. Mufti Saab, as far as ihram goes for hajj where exactly does one don this ihram? بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونسولي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Majority of the hujjaj will be in Makkah Mukarramah already, and the others will be in Azizia. Now remember the first point, Azizia is part of Makkah, and that is a unanimous verdict of the ulama of Saudi. And if you want reference of this, open the fatawa by the legendary Daima, so there you will find that fatwa in writing. Second is you might find few hujjaj, but comparatively few, and they are still in Medina Munawwara, and they will just come the night before Arafat or the night before going to Mina. Be that as it may, now whether we are in Makkah or whether we are in Azizia, so we will take a bath, we will remove the nail, cut the clip the nails, remove unwanted hair and all those things. We will don the ihram, and this could be done on the night of the 8th. Tomorrow, for example, is the 8th of Zil Hijjah, Yom Tarwiyah, we'll explain the terminology just now. Or you could do so tahajjud time, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, or even after Fajr, because the Sunnah time to leave, you know, to Mina is after sunrise from Makkah or Azizia. So, but we encourage the people to start preparing in the early part of the morning because so many people are going to use the showers and so forth, and sometimes the water gets finished or sometimes it gets cold and so forth. So, nevertheless, you prepare and then you will read your salat. Either you read your salat tahajjud time, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, or either you read it 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes after sunrise, and there you read two rakat, salatul ihram, and you read kulyar kafirun, kul wallahu had obviously after surah fatiha, and then you make intention for hajj. Remember that we told you in the beginning, we are discussing tamattu hajj, where you perform a separate umrah, separate hajj, and the same year it is, obviously. So you'll make intention Allahumma inni uridul hajja fayassirhu li wa taqabbalhu minni O Almighty Allah I make intention for hajj make it easy for me and accept it in any language you could utter that and then you say labbaik Allahumma labbaik now you have entered the state of consecration of ihram fala rafatha no husband wife talk wala fusuqa and no sin guard the eyes guard the ears guard the tongue and no smoking and remember you know the laws of ihram now that the men no vest no underwear no brief nothing and you know the women in your normal clothes and so forth but you don't wear gloves you ladies 
And thereafter you read as much labbaik as possible. Yawmu tarwiyah, the first day of hajj. Now you will be going from Makkah or Aziziyah to Mina. Why is it called Yawmu tarwiyah? In those days, obviously, they used to go by camel and means of transport in that manner. So they would take the camels and so forth, give them sufficient fodder and water and what have you. So nowadays, the same meaning that they make sure the buses have enough diesel or enough petrol and enough oil and what have you so that there's no problem for the hujjaj hence the name yomu tarwiyah the day of quenching the thirst indeed so the eighth of uh, the hijjah has dawned mufti sahab this is the day where everybody has been looking for hajj has begun people are settled in this valley of mina what do they do Yes, now the Hujjaj will be coming and it's a wonderful, beautiful scene. You know how Almighty Allah should take every Muslim and it should be our hope and aspirations and desire. Let's discuss two, three things. What should we be doing, whether we are going walking or by bus? Labbaik Allah, Labbaik is the best. The Hadith mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif, beautiful words, try and memorize it. Ayyul Hajji Afdal Ya Rasulullah, which Hajj is the best, O Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Mustafa Sallallahu Allah said, Al-Ajju, Al-Ajju to raise the voice, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. That's the lover, the slogan of the lover. Now he's showing you Allah, I'm going to fulfill my hajj. The women will read Labbaik softly, Wasajju, that means to slaughter the animal is authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. So Mina, why is it called Mina? So Mina is called Mina because of the dripping of the blood. We will sacrifice and slaughter the animals there. The whole first day is Sunnah. Mustafa salam said, Hudu anni manasikakum, take from me your rights and your actions of Hajj, authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim. So Nabi sallallahu sallam came in the morning, read Zohar Salat in Zohar time, day in Majlul Khaif, then Asr in Asr time, Maghrib in Maghrib time, Isha in Isha time, spend the night there and read Fajr Salat there. So O Hujjaj Baytillah, what will you do? Try and come in the morning, whether you are coming by bus or you are coming walking. And remember, we strongly advise husband and wife should go together, either walking or together no, in a bus, but not that one is in a bus and one walking you create a lot of problems for yourself and for the agents as well or any other female you have with you your mother your daughter sister and so forth and so on now labbaik allahumma labbaik till you reach mina when you reach mina your respective agents will tell you that where you are and so forth that you can rest and so forth then you go and see you know you will have to go to relieve yourself and all these things so see where the bathrooms toilets facilities are and don't wait till the last minute what we do is we wait for majid khaif's azan to go which you can hear clearly in the camp remember all the tents from 1997 a fireproof tents alhamdulillah and then we all all reach Salat day in our respective tents and camps. So that is what we all should do. Everybody can't fit their 2-3 million in the masjid. Another issue is now beside Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik, what will the Hujjaj do? Three things they must do. Number one, ifsha was salam. Make salam abundantly to people, men to the men and women to the women. Second one, it'am with ta'am. So what we do, we tell our group, as you know, brothers, whoever wants to give anything, five riyal, fifty riyal, hundred riyal, and we get a hold of the youngsters, mashallah, they're so energetic, energetic, so much stamina. We just tell them, go buy juice, go buy fruit, go buy something, and just go in the street and just go give the hujjaj. You will see the 
the perspiration. The people who are walking, they're waiting for that angel to come and just give them some juice or water or cold drink or what have you. So in that way there, we take the du'as of the hujjaj and third thing till out of Quran, your own individual du'a and so forth. So that is how we spend the first day there in Mina. So number one, abundant salam. Number two is abundant feeding and, you know, giving the drinks to the hujjaj. Third one, till out of Quran and du'a. And fourth one, layinul kalam. Mustafa sallallahu said that guard your tongue, speak in a very polite and courteous manner. So that is what we should try and do the first day. The whole day is sunnah. And this entire hajj um, now would have to be brought down to one single day. It would be the day of the ninth of the Hijjah, which is the day of Arafah, Yawmul Arafah, on this great day when so many souls are set free from the fire of Jahannam. What do we do on this particular day? Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Al-Hajju Arafah that Arafat is the day of Hajj and Hajj is Arafah and therefore Imam Tirmidhi said in his Jami in his Sunan وَهَذَا الْحَدِيثُ أُمُّ الْمَنَاسِكِ This Hadith is the mother of all the actions of Hajj so yes we will leave now we read Fajr Salat there in Mina remember that is Sunnah now when the Imam or you sister you reading on your own then what will you do? That you will continue now with the labaik, but on that fajr, on the ninth now morning, a new ibadat starts, and that is called takbir, takbir at tashriq. You will start on fajr after, uh, on the ninth after fajr, and end after asr on the thirteenth. So twenty-three for salat, and you will read Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi what we tell the people normally after the fajr read your takbir first once or thrice and then the labbaik thrice and thereafter you engage yourself with tilawat and so forth but there's a big awe you know people are now just waiting Arafat Arafat here we come so now the people start walking remember it is sunnah to leave Mina after sunrise and then we go to Arafat you sisters who are in your menses many a time you feel very disappointed Remember our mother Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha was in a menses, there's nothing to feel disappointed. So when you made intention for Hajj, obviously there's no salat, there's no you know salat for you to read and no far salat as well for you to read. So continue reading Labay, continue making istighfar, dua and so forth. Now you will leave after sunrise from Mina to Arafat. Why Arafat? Arafat, the meaning is to recognize. We recognize our sins and we acknowledge them and confess, O oh Allah, I'm a sinner. I am coming to you with full, with full of transgression and vices, but I have this conviction, wa rahmati wa that you announce, O oh Allah, that your rahmah is broader, wider, greater than everything. When I leave Arafat, you have made the announcement, inshallah, ya Allah, that you have forgiven all the hujjaj. So when we reach there, we tell the men and the women, everybody to relax first, and thereafter the men should go and take a shower, leave your lower garment on, and just remove the upper garment, and you know, you get water there, bottles there, you get a hose pipe, just pour it over you one, two times, and make that intention, inshallah, obviously not for the ladies now, so just for the men.
the best dua of Arafat is the fourth kalima, La ilaha illallahu wahdahu, la sharika lahu, lahul mulku wa lahul hamd, yuhyi wa yumit biyadil khair wa wa ala kulli shayin qadir. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Dua'i wa dua'ul anbiya min qabli. This is my dua and all the prophets who came before me. O hujjaja baytillah, today we are in Arafat where every nabi came. So those brothers and sisters who can make it to the masjid, you go to the masjid and read behind the Grand Mufti of Saudi Arabia, they read Zohar and Asr together, 99% of the Hujjaj, 90% read in their respective camps, and we combine the Salat, Zohar and Asr, and then we tell the people, no lectures, nothing, it's Dua, Dua, and more Dua for 5-6 hours, depending on the season, and then after Asr time, normally the Imam, the Sheikh, whoever is there, then the people will come together and he'll make a collective dua for everybody so this is what normally happens how should you make dua stand facing the qibla as far as possible and then with your hands outstretched and beg almighty allah first say alhamdulillah rabbil alameen read the rood sharif and then speak to allah in any language you want to the most important thing is to beg allah for forgiveness and to beg almighty allah we leave this world with iman we can read Kulwallah ahead hundred times, Durud Sharif hundred times, we can make Istighfar hundred times. So the quantity is not the criteria, the quality is the criteria. When the sun goes down, remember we must leave Arafat with a positive frame of mind. Our beloved Allah has forgiven us. The Hanafi, some of them insist they want to read Zohar in Zohar time and Asr in Asr time. We have no problem with that. So those who want to read Zohar in Zohar time and then Asr in Asr time, fine, they can do that as well. Jazakumullah khairan Muftisab. Leaving Arafat on this day, this emotional day with a positive frame of mind, the Hajj continues though and there are more sacrifices to be made, there are more ibadah to be done. The Hujjaj proceed uh, not too far away from Arafah, about uh, 10 kilometers approximately to the place of Muzdalifa, open plains. What do they do here under the stars? In Muzdalifa, Muzdalifa means to combine. So remember, you will leave Arafat after sunset, but you have not read your Maghrib Salat as yet. Maghrib and Isha will be combined in Muzdalifa, and Muzdalifa means to combine because we're going to combine the Salat. If you are walking from Arafat to Muzdalifa, it will take you one hour, two hours, maximum three hours if you are a really slow person who's a slow walker and so forth. As I've mentioned, now it's less than 10 kilos. So anyway, if you go by bus, you must always make dua, sometime one hour, sometime four, six, eight hours also. So always make dua, Almighty Allah makes it easy. So we reach day 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, so Allah makes it easy for everyone. And then when you reach there, you read your Maghrib and you read your Isha and thereafter your Sunnats and then your Witter. You pick your pebbles up there. You pick up 49 pebbles. Just now you will understand why. And then you can retire and sleep and you'll be sleeping on the Tah or you'll be sleeping on the sand. And Makkah, we told you, means to break us. So now we are millionaire, billionaire. But today we're showing our love to Almighty Allah. Ya Allah, for your love in this Ihram, 
naam wat labbaik allahumma labbaik still so mina labbaik arafat labbaik muzdalifa labbaik then we are still reciting it so we will sleep there and then in the morning at tahajjud time we should try and wake up we can read tahajjud read fajr and after fajr we have another wuquf yesterday was wuquf arafat now wuquf of muzdalifa straight after fajr time and five ten minutes you make dua and then you depart from muzdalifa before sunrise not after sunrise before sunrise to mina so that is the proper method however the shafi humble scholars and them they make riayat and takhfif they give a concession they say if you are following the Shafi Ambali school then after midnight you can leave you know especially the Shafi school that after midnight you leave now from Muzdalifa to Mina so that is acceptable for the men and the women of the Shafi school Hanafis also allow it but only for people who are like the ladies or children or people who are extremely extremely sick and so forth so that is a concession but normally is not allowed for the Hanafi school. Jazakumullah khair muftisab. The 10th day of Hajj, a very, very busy day indeed. Can you take us through what will happen on the 10th day? First and foremost, when we speak of any day, let us look at what Mustafa sallallahu did. Mustafa sallallahu went in the morning and, you know, pelted the big shaitan and then you stop the labbaik, Allahumma labbaik. So no more labbaik, now finish for the Hajj. After pelting, remember this law. Once you pelt the big shaitan, no dua. No on the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, big shaitan, no dua. Day after Mustafa sallallahu with his own Mubarak hand sacrificed 63 camels, 37, the remainder of the 100 was sacrificed by Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anh. So nowadays we don't go, the agent will tell you, you must SMS him and tell him that you know you have pelted and then they will do the slaughtering and thereafter, once they give confirmation, the hadi you call it, that for the hajj animal and thereafter the dame shukar people call it hadi, dame shukar is the same and then you shake your hair or you cut your hair and now you're out of a haram now these three actions the pelting the slaughtering and the shaving or cutting of hair imam abu hanifa rahimullah says is wajib compulsory and the majority scholars shafis malikis ambalis they say it is sunnah so but not compulsory so we should know that as well now when you're out of a haram, remember everything is halal for you. You can use soap, shampoo, everything, come into your normal clothes. But husband-wife relationship is still not permissible. That will only become permissible after tawafu ziyara. As far as the 10th day, we know all over the world it's celebrated as the day of Eid al-Adha. Is the Eid Salah for the Haji? There is no Eid Salat for the Hujjaj and this is the wisdom. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam perform Hajj but did not perform the Eid Salat. So it shows because it's such a busy, busy day for the Hujjaj. So therefore any Haji remember there's no Eid Salat that's compulsory upon him or her for that matter. However, I need to bring to the attention of the people because some people want to read. So if you go to Makkah Mukarramah, Masjidul Haram, the Honorable Imam of the Haram Sharif, so 20 minutes, 25 minutes after the sunrise, they do perform Eid Salat there. So if you want to go, make sure after Fajr you're already moving in that direction because traffic is heavy. And then you can perform Eid Salat there behind the Imam of the Haram. And yes, they do have Eid Salat, you know, then the Haram Sharif for the locals. And the Hujjaj who are there, they also join in, but it's not compulsory upon the Hujjaj. 
Qurbani happens on this day, Mufti Sahib, you mentioned um, the certain sacrifice that takes place as part of Hajj. Does this compensate for your Qurbani that you usually perform at home? For the Hujjaj, you are performing Tamattu Hajj or Quran Hajj and then to slaughter the animal, the Quran says, فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْأُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ فَمَسْتَيْ سَرَمِنَ الْحَدِّ It's called the Hadi, so this wajib is compulsory. And uh, our people, they use the term Dame Shukar, so it's the same thing. So that is normally part of the package and so forth. Now your annual Qurbani, the Eid al-Adha Qurbani, the Udhiyah, so that is wajib and compulsory as well, even if you are performing a hajj, according to the Hanafi school. But the difference will be the hadi, the dame shukar, the hajj animal must be slaughtered in Makkah, Mina, one of those places in the haram. But the qurbani animal can be done in any part of the world, whether South Africa, Malawi, Pakistan, India, wherever you want to. So remember, there's the difference. So you can you can do it then, Medina Munawara as well. So all that, you could buy the coupon for the qurbani. So all that is fine. There's no problem with that. However, the Shafi'is, the Malikis, the Hanbalis say, if you are a haji and a hujjaj, then you don't have to perform the udhiyah. It is sakit, it falls off because you are making hajj so that is the academic discussion moving on to the next two days that's the 11th and the 12th of dhul hijjah this is uh, these are days exclusively allotted for pelting when do you pelt on these days Almighty Allah Jalla speaks of these two days in the noble Quran whosoever wants to make haste in these two days the 11th and the 12th Let's go through this, it'll make it easier. Eighth, Yawm Tarwiyah, the day of quenching the thirst. Ninth, Yawm Arafah, so that is the day of Wukuf in Arafat. Tenth, that is the day of Eid al-Adha, so Yawm nahar the day of slaughtering. Eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth are known as Ayyamu Tashriq. Tashriq or the cough in the end. Because they take the hide and the skin and they place it towards the direction of the sun and then the tanning process takes place. So I did it just the breakdown of the names of the days. Now on the 11th and 12th, this is very important. There's ittifaq, unanimity and consensus among all four schools. The Hanbalis, the Shafi'is, the Malikis, the Hanafis. Pelting can only take place in the afternoon. Today what's happening, people are just pelting anytime, so that is not permissible according to the four schools on the 11th and 12th. So when you pelt on the 11th, you wait for after Zawal, after Zawar, and then you pelt, but the crowd is very big, so we tell people, wait till Asr time, and then you can go and pelt you out of a haram, there's no hurry, you can go at night as well, there's no problem with that because of the crowd. So when you pelt, you will go to the Sura, the small shaitan, remember it's five floors now, every floor has got three shaitans so now there's 15 shaitans actually so anyway that you go to the small shaitan first you pelt and a small one first and then you move one side face the qibla and make dua you raise your hands that is what mustafa did then second one you pelt and then again you raise your hands you face qibla and make dua and the biggest dua one should make is allah protect us from the assault of the shaitan shayateen al-insi wal-jinn the shaitan in human form and jinn form
platform. And then you go to the big shaitan. Remember I told you you'll pick up 49 pebbles? So that first day on the 10th, you use 7 already. Now on the 11th, you will use 21 because 777. You pelt the big shaitan and you walk away. Now this is the night of the 12th. Remember the night precedes the day in Islam. So to spend that night is wajib and compulsory according to Shafi's and Maliki's and them. If you don't spend the night there, then it is a dumb and you have to slaughter a goat. It is very sad. Our South Africans and many, many others, they just go away and sleep in Makkah, Zizia, and half of them don't even come back. They'll come for pelting but not for sleeping because they had enough of Mina, they say, and Allah forbid. This is not the way the Hujjah should behave. It does not be them. We are the guests of Rahman of Allah. So nevertheless we need to perform the quality Hajj. Hanafi says we must and should spend the night there. Nevertheless on the 12th also same procedure that afternoon a certain time or so you pelt and then you go away. Same the small one. So it's 21 pebbles on the 11th, 21 on the 12th and then your 7 on the uh, 10th. So that makes the 49 pebbles. If you want to stay the extra day then you will pick up 70 pebbles, obviously. And Mustafa, regarding that extra day, the 13th day of Dhul-Hijjah, is it uh, the procedure of pelting any different from the previous two days? Quran Karim says, وَمَنْ تَأَخَّرَ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ لِمَنِ Mustafa stayed there, so it shows it's highly encouraged. Alhamdulillah, we normally encourage the people, and mashallah, every year the crowd is getting bigger. People just want some, you know, raghbah, encouragement. So yes, we should only pelt in the afternoon on the 13th as well. That is the verdict of the Shafis, Malikis, Hanbalis, Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah's two students, Imam Abu Yusuf, Imam Muhammad. Although Imam Abu Hanifa says on the 13th you can't pelt in the morning, but it's makru and undesirable. So therefore we discourage the people, you should pelt in the afternoon. And then inshallah, then you go, when before leaving you perform tawaful wida. After tawaful wida, remember there's no safa marwa. After tawaful ziyarah, there is safa marwa. And remember Tawafu ziyara is compulsory so we must perform that and Tawafu wida is wajib except upon a lady in a menses and those of you who expect your menses and you go to perform Tawafu ziyara so you can take the medication just to postpone and delay your menses so all that will be acceptable as well so just one a clarification then regarding Tawafu ziyara until which point can you still perform Tawafu Ziyara? For normal people who are healthy and so forth, you know, they're the ladies, men, till the ending, till the 12th before sunset. And if you go beyond that, then Hanafi say that you have to give a dumb, you have to slaughter a goat or a sheep day in Makkah any time of the year. But if the lady is in menses or nifas postnatal, then once she gets clean, she can perform it. There's no problem and no dumb. But Shafi's, Ambali's and them say any time that you can perform it, there is no time limit as such, even for Tawafu Ziyara, according to majority scholars. And the final tawaf then, Muftisab Tawaful Wida, what's the status of that? Is, um, is it compulsory to do this and when should one do it? 
The last action should be tawaful wida, and it's wajib according to majority scholars, except for the locals, because they are staying there. And it should be preferably our last action, and we beg Almighty Allah for acceptance. We beg Almighty Allah to bring us back time and time again to the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafa. Mustafa sallallahu entered Makkah on the 4th and left on the 14th. So it shows everything was done in 10 days' time from the time of arrival till the time of ending. So that is what we should try and do. But remember the lady in Mensis, Tawafu Ziyara, there's the term Hanafis use, Tawaful Ifada, there's the term the Shafi is used and Hanbalis. So that is Farz. Every person has to perform that. But Tawaful Wida, that is waved off. It falls away for a lady in her Mensis. Jazakallah khairan mufti sahab and jazakallah to you for joining us on this fiqh lesson hajj where we spoke about the five days of hajj. You can join us for yet another fiqh lesson from myself and mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.